Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of Strength and Bonds, an Async Twilight Imperium podcast. I'm your host, BLT, and I'm hoping I got the volume figured out this week. Thank you for bearing with me last week. Uh, for those of you who needed to turn it up all the way like I did, uh, in fact, I was my wife was interested. She said, tell me about, you know, I want to hear this podcast you're doing, even though I knew she wouldn't actually be interested. And so we had it on in the car, and in the car with all the ambient noise around, we had to turn it all the way up. We listened to it for about three or four minutes before my son in the back seat said, can we turn off the dad show now? So maybe that's the subtitle for this podcast, the dad show. Um, anyway, I know there's plenty of non dads playing this game on, on async, but, um, this week in async on my part, I took two home systems. Uh, one I took for shard for the win. Um, another I took just because it was there. Uh, I got win made. Uh, and I matched my lowest ever point total in a game. So very, very broad spectrum of things happening this week. And with that, I'm going to get just right into some of the, the segments. Uh, best thing I saw this week was Arborek got Custodians. That's right, Custodians by Arborek. That was PBD 1380. This is a group that's played nine games together and maybe that kind of... Uh, you know, experience with each other is what helps them feel like such nonsense things can happen. But I mean, what happened here is uh, Necro took speaker, didn't end up taking leadership to uh, in round two to get custodians. Isarl had next pick. They had an asteroid field in the way. And so Arborek with third pick in round two got our leadership. They rifted it and they got it. So I love Arborek so much. I might have to have a little segment on Arborek. Uh, I, I think they are a lot of fun. I'm not going to pretend that they are super good, but I do think that because they are not super good and also sort of not super threatening, like a, like a Yin or a Sar, Sar's good, um, I think they get, they just kind of get random things falling their way. And so anyway, I could talk about Arborex some other time, but I'm a big fan. So good to see them getting custodians. Okay, announcement. Um, I want to talk about TIGL, or the Twilight Imperium Global League and a new async ranking system that Argo Control conceived and I'm helping him out with. So first, what's TIGL? I actually get this her question a lot. Uh, it is, at this point, mostly just a way to keep track of competitive games. Um, it, a TIGL game is one where all six players at the beginning decide to make a TIGL, and it's competitive, there's no homebrew, and that's basically it. And then the winner, well, all, the game gets logged. Um, Big Al Cappuccino has been running this for a long time now. The game gets logged, and you get points based on mostly wins. That's the, the main the main point system. But they also keep track of uh, kind of how many points you got relative to the other players. So that's like an Aussie League score. And there's also an ELO, which is kind of similar to like the chess or other other game ELOs. And so, you know, the more you win, especially against other people with high ELOs uh, or ELO, I don't know, I'm probably saying that wrong, the uh, the higher yours will be. And so it's just a cool way to keep track of your games, um, you know, a little bit of bragging rights maybe, but just, you know, it helps you to get a sense of like, you know, who's good at this game that is so much based on luck. You know, is anybody actually routinely better than other people? So that is... TIGL. And so this is a good system. We've been using it for a while. Uh, Argo Control spent a little time in the Aussie Twilight Imperium server, Cool Guys Hangout. And over there, they have a little bit different system. 
And broadly speaking, the way their system works is that you have a rank. And if you play a game against all the people who are all at that rank, the winner gets to go on to the next rank. Um, so we're, we're, we're stealing this basically for async specifically because TIGL is not async specific, although at this point, most of the games in there are asynchronous. Uh, we're, this, this ranking system is going to be specifically for the async server. And the way it works is basically if you win a TILG, uh, sorry, if you win a TIGL game, you'll get the first rank of the ranking system. We're calling it minister because the first person who got this rank was Vic minister. So shout out to you. Congrats. And then again, to rank up further, you need to be in a game where everyone is at your level or higher, and then you win it. And if you win a game against all people who are at your level or higher, then you'll go up one rank. There's no way to lose ranks. Uh, you can't skip ranks. So imagine a scenario where like your rank minister or rank one and everyone else is like rank three, which I think we're maybe going to call it rank two agent, rank three commander and rank four hero. Uh, we'll see, but that kind of fits into the, the POK leader suite in a nice way. So if you're playing with all rank threes and you're rank one, them winning actually wouldn't let them rank up to four because you weren't rank three, but you winning also doesn't put you at rank three or four. You just go up one rank to rank two. So, you know, there's no skipping ranks. Um, at this point, we're just asking you to either ping me or Argo control to just make sure we log that. I've got a little spreadsheet going and then we're also going to give you a role in the main async hub so we can keep track of that. And this is going to be kind of separate. It's, it, we're using TIGL as like the core so that, you know, again, there's no homebrew. Uh, it's competitive games that these are counting as, but you know, this isn't going to reset at the end of TIGL seasons, which are about three months long. Uh, and again, and TIGL also has a limit where within the three months, uh, only 10 games count. We're ignoring that too. You know, that can be your 15th game of the season or whatever, and, and it will count for this ranking system. So again, they're, 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 they're connected, but they're not uh, necessarily exactly the same. I'm really excited about this. Let me know what you think. And it'll be kind of fun to see. It'll probably take a while before we start getting people moving up into higher ranks, but I'm excited to see that. Okay, weird game mode of the week. This actually got better response than I expected last week, so we're going to keep doing this. I've got a couple teed up, but if you have a weird game mode that you like, um, I'm either going to try to get you on at some point if I ever figure that out, or just let me know kind of how it works and I can read it out here. So this one is from Pally. Pally's got a, uh, played a couple of games where they're themed team games. So again, very different from an alliance mode game. These are team games. You can look them up uh, historically. This is PBD 569 and PBD 893. So these were 4v4 games. No support for the throne. Uh, they had it set up so that if you score a point, you also immediately get to follow the secondary of any strategy card. You can fight with your teammates, right? Again, so this is not alliance mode. Your teammates are on your team, but they're not like, you can't share planets. You can fight them, right? They're not, it's, you know, friendly fire is allowed if that helps you score a secret or something. And then the teams have private chats, right? So, and then what happens is as soon as anybody hits 12 points, the game ends and you just tally up the points. So it's very, a very different idea. Uh, but, I, but he says it's a lot of fun to get these kind of team type shenanigans going. So uh, he happened to do them both as themes. So the first game was ground versus air. Uh, so we had Sardak, Sol Yin, and Arbrek versus Nomad, Argent, L1, and Nalu. And then the second game, they did Machines versus Magic. So that's Necro, L1, Muat, and Titans versus Ghosts, Nalu, Mahat, and Empyrean. I think that kind of thing could be a lot of fun. Um, if you're curious to learn more, definitely reach out to Pally and see if uh, he can give more details on that. 
All right. Next, we're going to go on to what I'm assuming is everybody's favorite segment, probably. Tech of the Week. That's right. I'm shuffling the tech deck right now. My physical deck of techs uh, happened to be the uh, the red player color text because that was on top of my box. And I'm going to grab one randomly, and I'm going to talk about it. This week, we're getting Sarwing Tools, another yellow one. Sarwing Tools says, when one or more of your units use production, reduce the combined cost of the produced units by one. Uh, the favorite thing with Sarwing Tools, probably, or everyone's favorite thing, is that this does not count for produce. So chaos mapping, sling relay, arborec, commander and hero, um, it doesn't work for these. It only works when your units use production, uh, which does count for agency supply network for Claris. It does count for, um, you know, Muat using a supernova with their faction tech, right? But you get to reduce, you get to, to get rid of one. So this is not super exciting. It's not like that interesting. I think, I think that's probably actually where it's most exciting is Arborek because they can potentially use it like every single tactical action they take and get a couple extra infantry or something like that. Or similarly, uh, Calaris, when they're using Agency Supply Network, they get to use it on both activations or both productions. So they're, you know, they activate one space dock or whatever, build out of it with a discount, build out of another one also with a discount. So they're the ones who can really make a ton of use out of this. Um, and otherwise, it's just, it's just kind of fine. Um, off the top of my head, who starts with this? Yin, Argent, Can. Um, Hakan, I think Nalu. Anyway, so so yeah, it's 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 not particularly game changing. Can be useful. Some people say Sar really likes this. I have not played a lot of Sar. Uh, it seems like you could just kind of rely on chaos mapping instead of starting tools, but I could see it being useful. And that's the tech of the week. Okay, final segment before we just get into some server update stuff is the weird rules thing of the week. This also got more uh, traction last week than I expected, so we may keep this going. I am, I'm not going to talk about integrated economy. <laughs> Maybe next week I'll we'll make a note to talk about integrated economy nonsense. Um, or Well, maybe I'll just do both really quick. So there was a huge, uh, a huge debate in TI rules uh, thread in the Space Cats Peace Serials Discord where... Milty said that rules is written if you take control of a three resource planet with integrated economy you can build three infantry um, and not six and he said he would check with Dane <laughs> and after about a day or so Dane came in and said stop it <laughs> don't make integrated economy worse than it already is so um so anyway, that was actually not a real rules thing. It was just kind of a, a, a long and painful argument. But the actual rules thing of the week is from Jazz Hands, which is that the Yin flagship doesn't kill SAR floating factories. Uh, so let me just, you know, the Yin flagship is the Van Hog. When this ship is destroyed, destroy all ships in this system. So example is PPD-100, which I haven't given an update on recently, but Brassbird attacked Yin, who was DJ-38S, with all their plastic. He was trying to score one of their special uh, PBD-100 secrets, which was that no ships survive a combat. And so, uh, you know, again, the Yin flagship should should make sense for that. And then suddenly at the end, they kind of looked at it and realized that a SAR floating factory, one of their space docks, is not a ship. It moves as a ship, but it is not a ship. And so the, 
the Van Hog uh, destroyed everything except for the Star Floating Factory, which was there and presumably could you know still be used to build stuff on the next or whatever. So that's fun. This game is so uh, so nonsense. All right, and with that, we were going to go into the home stretch here with just some various updates from around the server. The Async Tournament 2 has three more winners going into the semifinals, so congrats to Next Time, who won with Asarl in Skipping Westwards. This was in Game 2. Of course, it was Asarl, so they won Agenda Phase Round 4 with Imperial Rider and Confounding Legal Text, which is uh, always a, a fun time. Uh, actually, all three wins were in the Skipping Westward slice, so maybe that's the, the good one of the week here. Kahau, I hope I'm saying that right, won with Joel Nahr in game 24. Um, I'm pretty sure I've lost a game to them as well, so congrats to them. And then in game 26, Tom Pau won with Necro in Skipping Westward, so awesome to keep seeing these wrap up, filling up the semifinals. Uh, the last game number I saw launched was 14-19. So that, if I'm counting right, that's 59 new games that started this week. I mean, that's that's nuts. Um, I counted 34 games finishing in the last week. I don't count the ones that don't have a winner. Um, and I thought I saw some stats on a different server that TTPG and TTS had about like 40 or 50 games played each last month, which means that async is like like we're we're having seen enough. We're seeing as many games on Async as TTPG and TTS combined, I think, at this point, which I'm guessing that Somno, Jotaro, and Holy Teaspoon did not expect when they started this. I mean, this is just blowing up. Uh, my oldest game is still PBD 266, which is a 20-point game on Magi's Madness. I think we're on the second to last round. I think it's round nine. I think we're, we're going to maybe end round 10 or 11. We'll see. We're getting there. Some recent bot updates. Um, Find has just added a bunch of stuff, so let me just... I'm not going to read it all um, and check out that bot announcements channel for more details, but he, you know, the Necro flagship's ability uh, to bring ground forces into the combat now is part of the automated uh, combat roller. Transit diodes buttons are way slicker now. I used them this morning. Uh, Mentat commander, a bunch of, a couple dozen of action cards. All of these are now automated, so just a button click will do them. Very cool. Also really excited about a new mechanic that he's added, uh, which he's calling presetting. So the idea here is that if you have like coup or public disgrace action cards, it, it's a little weird in, in async because in a real game, someone picks you know their strategy card and you say, no, I, I play public disgrace or whatever. But in async, you know, four more people may have picked their card by the time you like notice it happened or something. So he set it up so that you can preset coup uh, or preset public disgrace so that if like the person with Imperial plays it or, or picks Imperial or something. I, I need to check this out more. I've seen it a little bit, but I think this is a really cool feature. It's also very cool that you can now uh, pre-pass, basically. If you have no tactical actions and you know, or uh, tactical uh, strategy or tokens, sorry, command tokens left, and the bot will ask if you want to pre-pass. You don't have to. Maybe you've still got stuff to do, but uh, it will give you a choice and then it will just pass for you when it's your turn again. So that's pretty slick. There's a few more of those, so definitely check out that announcement in bot uh, announcements. And then finally, Discord reports that they'll fix that iOS buttons issue, which a lot of people have been plagued with. Again, not me, Android, amazing. Uh, but they, about three more days, it sounds like their next release should fix that issue, so I'm excited to, to see that come through too. As always, if you see bugs with any of these new things, um, just just put it in the, in the bot 
suggestions or, or bugs channel, I think it's called, and just let people know. It'll probably take a look at it and fix it because he's amazing. Uh, it's just hard to catch them all in testing ahead of time, so no big deal there. Okay, and that's the update. Final shout out, just want to give Chasset a shout out for uh, not only running the tournament, but taking my home system this week. Thank you for that. And uh, that's it. Thank you for joining us on episode three of Strength and Bonds.